0: You are listening to Irish Radio Candidates Home and Abroad and I'm delighted today to be able to have a chat with Brianna Fitzsimons and Leon Diop. And they are both uh, sitting in the studio in Ireland while I am sitting on this side of the Atlantic. And what we're going to talk about is the evolution of what turned out to be a wonderful book uh, that chronicled and profiled, I think it's about 25 people, and it is called Black and Irish. And Brianna and Leon established um, and originally had a Facebook page, or sorry, an Instagram account, and that led into a a podcast, which ultimately led into an organization, which led into a book. Uh, That's right. Delighted to have you guys here, and thank you so much for taking the time to join.
1: Thanks for having us.
2: Um,
0: What I love about the book, first of all, is that. the changing face of ireland is the changing face of ireland and this reflects the changing face of ireland um what brought you two together and what what was the catalyst that kicked this whole project off
2: leon <laughs> sure so
1: what, what what kicked all of this off was actually the death of george floyd we saw a mass movement kicking off around the world that was focused on anti black racism but was very focused on the ways that anti-black racism and identity arises in the US and it wasn't really being talked about in Ireland so we decided that we wanted to begin discussion around race and racism in Ireland so we started an Instagram account but that that began by sharing stories of black and mixed-race people all over the island of Ireland and yeah we had a massive uptake in in people sharing their story and people wanting to understand the experiences of others. And that led to us forming an organisation and that's ultimately how myself and Brianna met. Um, so it was through the Black and Irish Organisation we worked together um, on various education initiatives which Brianna can, can discuss a little bit more in detail. But ultimately, um, myself and Brianna were um, the ones who were focused on getting Literature out there, and when the opportunity arose to to write a book, it was the two of us that took up the mantle and and wrote the book. Um, so yes, yeah, so that, that's ultimately how we met. Okay,
0: and when you talk the education aspect, the book as such is categorized as teen reading, yep. N- while I would strongly say it, it's, <laughs> it's adult reading, and that, <laughs> because it's it the the content, the subject matter. Uh, Is not something that is specific to teens. It is something that is uh, uh, relevant to everybody. So, Mm -hmm. Brianna, uh, where do you fit into all this then?
2: Yeah, so I was a secondary school teacher for 13 years. So I'm originally from the U.S. and moved to Ireland in 2017. Um, And I've been a teacher for, yeah, 13 years. So half of that was in the U.S., half of it was here in Ireland. And... um, it was really important to me that we have some information for young people in Ireland it was also for teachers like a resource for teachers to use in the classroom um Every year, you know, the Black and Irish page was getting questions about how, what? Do, how I'm a teacher. I need to do this. You know, it's Black History Month. What do I do? What can I teach? You know, so it was great to be able to put together a a book that is, like you said, is for everybody, um, but has the young adult audience in mind, right? So it's it's written, it's accessible for everyone. Like it's 12, 13 years old up, kind of, um, in terms of accessibility. It's also illustrated. Um, it's mm-hmm. colorful. It's not a massive book, right? Like it's it's a it's a hefty size, but it's it's manageable. You know, a teenager is mm-hmm. going to see it and say, "I could do that," right? And the 25 stories, the 25 chapters are you know short enough that you can do one. You know, you can read one and then kind of put the book away if you want to, or read another one. You don't necessarily have to read it from start to finish, right? So it's a it's a beautiful kind of. Um, book for for teenage accessibility, but also for schools to just kind of dip in and out of as well, um, and teachers to kind of use. Um, but yeah, you're like some of the stories are more mature in terms of the content and things like that, and others are perfectly suited for like a sixth class, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's it was great, and and I think it's colorful, it's eye catching, it's exactly what we wanted for for Irish young people to have, um, and it's it's being used in schools. It's been in school since October, like straight away. They couldn't get, wait to get their, they, teachers had their book before I did. So I was like, how are, do you guys have it in the classroom? And I haven't even seen it yet. So, um, which is amazing. It's incredible. So been doing so, really well.
0: So what I noticed, and I, I'm sure um, you have, you thought about this, but if not all, I think all of the stories really are, are the biographies are written in the third person as distinct from going to the individuals themselves uh, other than, well, I accept with Phil and some others that that would not have been practical. But this, given that these were the biographies of people living in Ireland, why did you stay in the third person rather than get them to maybe write their own experience?
1: Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, so we've we've shared stories in a number of different ways and we understand that people take in uh, stories and experiences in, in in different manners. So our Instagram account is in the first person. So if you go to our Instagram account, you'll see people telling their stories in in in, in the first person. Similarly with the podcast as well. Um, you, you know, so we wanted to bring something a little bit newer to to the fold. Um, something that I think people could relate to. That it wasn't. I think often a lot of the times when people are talking about their their own story they might gloss over stuff that they don't think is is important that we might pick up on so it was it was good for myself and Brianna we we interviewed pretty much everyone that we could um that's in the book and you know we we originally wanted to only sit with them for 45 minutes but even Brianna will tell you this as well we would end up on calls with them for two or three hours you know where we're just talking about their experiences and we we're able to share back some of our experiences as well, and that's why I think it was good for us to take back the story, um, and and kind of get those key identifiable pieces that would have the biggest impact. Um, you know, so that's that's why we wrote it in the third person. I like, for example, I, I sat with Rudnega for well over two hours, and we spoke about everything. We spoke about our um, opinions on various incidents that have happened. We spoke about um, our individual experiences as mixed race people. And the different kind of uh, uh, like some of the differences and some of the some of the similarities and stuff. Um, and for me, then I was able to take all that back and and kind of rewrite it into a into a kind of condensed story. So, yeah, we do have versions where we tell stories in first person, but we we wanted this to be in third person.
0: Right, right. I have another percept well reflection on it, and that was given that there were twenty five stories. Um, I was. And that to me represented a fantastic opportunity to have a beautiful patchwork quilt. But I found that at something like 18 of the stories, I turned the page and the next thing, I I got to a point where I had an expectation that the non-born Irish was from Nigeria. That 18 of the stories, that it was Ireland, Nigeria. Predominantly, and I felt, in a way, that you, you may have lost an opportunity to actually really show the
1: diversity in
0: Ireland. Um, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think I think it's a it's a good observation. I mean, you, you know, Nigeria is the most densely populated uh, continent well, or country on on the continent of Africa, and uh, by far the highest population. Of African Irish w- would identify as Nigerian, so naturally with that, predominantly the stories were, we're going to feature either uh, people who were born to Nigerian parents or uh, mixed race, but mm-hmm. of Nigerian heritage, and that that e- that even goes back to a lot of the uh, people who were born in the earlier decades and throughout the 1900s. So, um, yeah, uh, I I take the uh, I take the point. Um, But I I still think we were able to get, the I I think, near enough um, Mm -hmm. what's actually on the ground in Ireland.
0: And I I say it from the perspective of that um, as an educational tool, uh, particularly, that, you know, there's a danger always that if something predominates, that it can lead to a perception. And I thought that here was a wonderful opportunity to present twenty five effective nationalities that should would yeah. reflect the that would reflect modern art um sure. and i would and as a result I would ask the question is there a possibility that there's a second volume
1: oh for sure <laughs> we we're, we're 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 discussing that with the with the publisher at, at at the moment um yeah like look i i know there's there's fifty four countries in the continent of Africa, uh, I, I I would love to say that I would know one person with an identity that's Irish and yeah, yeah. Madagascarian yeah. or but but, but I not to the moment. So but I do think that that will that will come about, and I think that's a great uh, observation that we can bring with us into into our next book. Good. I
2: think also like the diversity of the stories themselves. So even though people may have similar origins from a specific country,
0: yeah. the stories
2: are all very different, right? Oh, so, like, no, I,
0: I agree. Yeah, I agree 100%. with yeah. you, yes, yeah, <laughs> and and I'm not. I'm being. I'm trying to be positively
1: constructive. Yeah, no, yeah, uh, no, of <laughs> and,
0: and, um, because you know, I do tr- consider what you've done as a fantastic piece of work, Thank and you. and that, um. The richness of it, if 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 it would if by greater diversity, it made it that even richer, and that the opportunity would be there in a second in a second volume. Um, so you say, Brian, it's already the teachers had it before you did.
2: Yeah, they did. Yeah, which is great. They're very eager, which is amazing. Like they were ready to go. So
0: yeah. So um, I know when it would come to normal books out there and writing the authors would be brought on book tours and all the rest have you guys been um invited into the schools to the for readings etc and what's the response yeah
2: yeah yeah the schools are um we've got we get librarians we've had school librarians we've had teachers we've had loads of requests for for talks and um i'm actually going into a school tomorrow like there's it's 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 yeah, it's great. Um, I'm gonna do some writing workshops with students tomorrow, you know, around biography writing and stuff. So which is amazing. You know, it's like great not just to talk about the people in the book, but even to talk about how we can use this as a tool into other things, right? Like mm-hmm. so we can use it to, to learn how to write. Like that's great. So it's beyond just the race and ethnicity aspect of it, right? It's just a, a book about biographies. So that's also really cool. Um yeah, I know the it's it's been a very enthusiastic response, which I think Leon and I are really we're, like, I'm just thrilled, like, it's, that's exactly the goal, like, when we sat down to plan this project out, and, and, you know, do it, it's, it's all I thought about, was, like, okay, well, kids are going to read this, that's, that's the end goal, um, and they are, so, like, job is done, <laughs> like, it's great, yeah.
0: And job being done means you, you hope you can influence change in behavior, yeah. Um yes. I know it's, I know it's early days, but are you getting any feedback where it, gives you that sense that you have been able to influence teenagers, uh, particularly teenagers, because I think below the teenage level, there's still that level of uh, lack of ability to be sensitive enough to change to uh, the subtleties. But like in secondary school, have you sensed you're having an impact and have, have you had any feedback to that extent?
1: Y- yeah, I mean I, I, I can jump in on this one. Um in, in terms of quantitative data, no. In terms of qualitative data, tons. There's mm-hmm. been a lot of um interactions w- that that I've had with uh, for example, Dr. Phil Mullen, who's over um Black Studies in Trinity College Dublin. She grew up as a mixed race woman here in in, in Ireland um in the kind of latter half of the the 1900s and she says that it's one of the best things to happen for the black community in Ireland in a really long time. Then you've got a, the, the next kind of example that I have would be from parents who have been reading it to their kids and talking about the impact that it's having on them. Um, I had one example of a, a white mother of a mixed race child um, who has been disconnected from their their African roots and um, similar to to what what I had um and it's, it and she was talking to me about how the book is helping them really to to like with their identity um issues that they, they they might be having which is is quite a common thing unfortunately so yeah we've 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 had a ton of positive feedback a lot of um schools getting back to us saying that it's it's, it's brilliant it's really helping kids um it's really building empathy and we're we're really happy with that. And I think it's reflected in the recognition that, you know, the book has, has, been getting.
0: You mentioned that there's whatever number of countries there is on uh, continental Africa. Was that your focus? Was Africa as distinct from looking at the Caribbean or looking at black America, or is it just, that's uh, how it evolved? Um,
2: No, I think it just, yeah, is we had a long list of people, Mm-hmm. Um, and had to whittle it down to 25 also. So, you know, some of that was, there were there were lots of reasons why certain people wound up in the book, you know, um, and, and things like that. But we also tried to look at, we weren't necessarily focusing on origins of people, but more kind of sectors that people were working in okay. um, and doing the work in, right? So we wanted to make sure there were athletes, we wanted to make sure there were musicians, um, You know, there's Ruth Negga there, an actress. There's also an actor, Patrick Martins. There's Elliot Cole, who's the dancer. Right, we wanted to make sure there were kind of not even, like, and he was, he's only 17, he's 18 now, you know, so also having kind of a, and, and Leon's already talked about Dr. Phil Mullen, there's Jude Hughes, so there's older generation, younger generation, um, all kind of aspects of, across society, I suppose, a politician, we have, so it was more about the sectors that we were kind of looking in, um, and the areas of society, that, that was kind of what informed us um, for choosing the people who we chose, I suppose, that was, we wanted to make sure there was a really, like as comprehensive as we could in 25 chapters show lots of different people doing lots of different work in all areas um, that we all contribute. You know, we're all, we all, expe- you know, listen to music. We all, you know, our, our kids, like my kids do an Irish dancing on a Tuesday. now. you know, so it's just like, it's part of that's Irish culture. That's Irish society. And we're just showing black and Irish people kind of engaged in all of those different areas. That was our, that was our main focus less. So, you know, where people were originating from, I suppose.
0: Right. Yeah, because I had a wonderful chat earlier, in the, uh, probably late last year with Liam Winnett. Um I don't know. Do you know Liam? He's in no. Lillian Piper, Piper in Athlone. Okay. Uh, and it was one, with, you know, because it was so unusual to have a black Lillian Piper. And uh, Liam goes around and performs in some of the flaws and things like that. Um, so, it, again, as you say, the, the diversity in all those contexts. Um so, the book you published it when it was October in Ireland, was it? I know it's due to North America in early April, I think, mm-hmm. as far as I recall. Yeah.
1: Um, that's
0: right. Yeah. So, to give an idea, you mentioned some of the names there. Um, we, I mentioned Phil and uh, Paul McGrath in there as well. They would be two names that are particularly well known mm-hmm. and would cross the Atlantic. Um, they were
2: always going to be in the book. They were
0: in yeah. the book. From- <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah. And again, Ruth Nager would be in there. Um, but of the the others, uh, who would you want to highlight that might have some recognition to a North American and a Canadian listener? Oh,
2: Sig, Sig O'Reilly,
0: right? She's the yeah. first
2: chapter. Um, yeah. She's American
0: Irish,
2: yeah. um, and she was uh, yeah Miss Universe Ireland. She was yes. also a NASA and not. Um, she more recently it's not in the book, but more recently she was uh, she's a, a producer of of the revival of the Wiz. Okay. Um, on Broadway, so like that's pretty cool. She's yeah, so she's she's definitely over
1: there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have uh, Rashida Adeleke as well, who's yeah. Ar- Ireland's fastest woman. She was studying in Texas, and she's now gone on um, to her professional career. So she'd be pretty well known in the athletic uh, athletics world um, in in the United States as well.
0: Right. Right. Um, so as we said earlier on, so uh, Volume Two is in the works.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so. So we're working with the publisher at the moment on uh, a, a, a picture book version of what we have at the moment, but uh, a second volume, I, I, I think, is definitely needed. I mean, you, you spoke about one of the things that we may have um, missed, which is getting the diversity within the diversity, if that makes sense. Yeah. So reaching people from various kind of African or Afro backgrounds, um, and. The, yeah there's just too many stories. I mean we had to we had a long list of I'd say around 150 people at one point. Right. I think when right. we first started Brianna and then we had to scale it way back you, yeah. you know and yeah, exactly. it got to the point that's why we have the additional excerpts in it because we were like we can't not have these people um mm-hmm. in it so in each chapter there is a couple of kind of smaller chapters of people who are doing similar work or in similar fields. Um yeah so that that I, I think a second volume is definitely needed. <laughs> There's actually over 50
0: people in the book, yeah, highlighted in the book overall. Yeah, yeah I saw the little vignettes down there. Yes, indeed. Um, Brianna, Leon, congratulations again, and thank you for a, a wonderful piece of work and the, the initiative that you've taken, and thank you for taking the time for, for uh, being able to chat. And if anybody does want to get their hands on it, uh, it will be available from early April, and I think it'll be through the usual, reta- um, well, probably online retailers. Mm-hmm. Uh, And all you need to do is do a search on Google, Black and Irish, and it's Leon Diop, that's D-I-O-P, and Brianna Fitzsimons. And I'm sure it will lead you to where you can get your hands on it. Um, I know I didn't put this to you guys before, but I think it would be appropriate if we went out with a piece of music by Phil and maybe. Oh, yeah.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Sounds great. (laughs) Thanks
0: so much. Thanks, Leon. Thanks, Brianna. Thank
2: you.